Luke chapter 8 and verse uh, 22 is where we'll start there. I'm going to look at the topic of where is our faith? We've spent some considerable time studying faith, uh, whether in Bible study or in our uh, preaching, but we've looked over the last couple weeks at the the faith of the lepers, and uh, we looked at Hebrews chapter 11, we studied in, in, in Sunday school regarding the faith of the patriarchs. Give an account there regarding what faith, the example of faith should look like, and also what our faith should aspire to be, according to these accounts. But today we're going to look at a different account here in Luke chapter 8, verses 22 is where we'll start. It says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into the ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came about a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. They came to him and awoke him and saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging water, and they ceased, and there was calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they obey him. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. So I'll stop there for just a few minutes. So I find it funny that he told them to get in the ship and they were going to go across the lake there, across, I guess, what we would call a lake, but it's the Sea of Galilee. And Christ fell asleep. And then, of course, we see this windstorm blow up and they were taken on water and they were scared. And they woke him up saying, we're going to die. You need to wake up. We're going to die. I find that kind of comical that you have the Son of God in the boat with them, and yet they're asking, waking him up saying, we're going to die. But Jesus woke up, and guess what? He told us the waves and the, and the sea to stop moving, and guess what? It went calm. But then he asked him the question, where is your faith? I find that kind of, kind of ironic. You have the disciples of the Son of God going across the Sea of Galilee, and they're afraid they're going to die. And the one that can save them is right there. And he asked them the one question, where's your faith? How many of us in our similar life circumstances find ourselves being scared about what's going to happen to us when we serve the God that is able to handle all our circumstances? What is it they ask of us? To have faith. And then you see after the fact that they marveled at who Jesus was. They're like, who is this? That that even the, the winds and the water obey him. I don't think it was any, any question there as to who Jesus actually was, but they didn't understand the power that he possessed. We have these accounts in the scripture, yet still our flesh is surprised and marvels at such acts that we read. Jesus not only can heal those that are lame, those that are sick and in need of healing, but he also provides us with the protection that we need. 
he also demonstrates what it is to what true faith truly looks like. And the fact that he believed what God told him and he still carried it out, even to his own death. The scripture bears out that that's what our faith is supposed to be. That even if it requires our life, that we give it. Is that not what Romans talks about, about our, our life being a living and acceptable sacrifice? Well, how many of us, when we present our life, will, be, will it be found wanting? I think we should consider that. Look at our lives, examine our lives. We've talked about that previously. <clears throat> but also having faith that Jesus is able to provide a covering for us. But it doesn't give us an excuse or a pass to continue living a life that is wholly unacceptable to God. These were the things that, that we should be concerned about. Jesus asked a legitimate question of his disciples. Where is your faith? They were so concerned with being able to, uh, that they were going to die, but yet they didn't quite understand the power that the Son of God possessed that was with them. Their master, their teacher. Let's look at Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side while he was sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up unto the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, and the wind was con uh, contrary. And the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down off the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased, and they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of the truth thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone, they came into the land of Genesaret. And when the man of that place had knowledge of him, they were sent out all, that kept, all about the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. So yet again, we see another account of the sea and the disciples being on a ship, but this time Christ wasn't present with them, but stayed behind to pray. And it says the fourth watch of the night. He came walking across and they were scared. They saw him. They thought it was a spirit. Again, they find themselves in the same predicament. They have the Son of God walking towards them. They think he's a spirit. 
Where was their faith at? They were scared that a spirit was coming after them. But what did he say? Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And then Peter said, if you're the Lord, bid me to walk to you. What does he say? Come. That's all he says, come. He doesn't say anything else. So Peter takes off to start walking across the water to him. And he gets scared of his surroundings and begins to lose focus and he begins to sink and he says, Lord, save me. Where was Peter's faith at? Wasn't it Peter that, that was told, Peter, you're the rock I'm gonna, on whom I'm going to build my church? This same Peter became scared and began to sink. He, he became surrounded by what he feared. And what does Jesus ask him there? Oh, thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? If I bid you to come out onto the water and walk to me, don't you think I'm going to keep you from sinking in these waves? I mean, I think that the Lord probably, there were some in, implicitly, you know, mentioned things there. But he says, little faith. You had faith enough to get out on the water and walk to me, but you didn't have faith enough to keep walking? You wanted to, you were going to sink? Well, how how much of a parallel can we find in that in our walk with the Lord? We're all flesh. These people weren't any better than us. The only problem is they were disciples of Jesus. They walked with him, literally and spiritually. But yet even they struggled with faith and believing what they were seeing and believing what he said that he would do. They had the prophets before them that the scripture proclaimed that Jesus would come. Did they believe? Their forefathers didn't. Most of the time they put the prophets to death, didn't they? Why? Because they didn't like what they heard. It, it told them that there was something wrong with their life and they were supposed to be the children of God. The chosen people. A people that thought, I know we mentioned this Wednesday night, just by the thought of being born Jew, they thought that they had it in a bag, didn't they? I mean, that's what it seems to indicate, the scripture and how, how most of those Jewish brethren thought there. They thought because of their their birthright that they were destined to be in the kingdom of God. But they forgot the most important thing. They had to believe it and they had to carry it out. Luke chapter 24. Just a fair warning, this is going to be a long reading, but I know y'all are patient. But there's several accounts rolled into this this chapter that that are that bears Bears repeating. Matt, uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 22 is where we'll start. Yea, and a certain woman also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found out his body, found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, and which said that he was alive. And a certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said. But him they saw not. 
And then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, believe all the, uh, that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and then entered into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made it as though he would come, have gone farther. But they constrained him, said, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in and tarried with them. And it came to pass, as they sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and be, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scripture? And they arose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told all the things that were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And thus, as they spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they were, had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are you troubled, and why do you thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, is that, that it is myself. Handle me and see, for the spirit hath not flesh and blood, uh, bones, as ye see, uh, see me have. And when he had thus spoken and showed them his hands and feet, and while they were yet believe, uh, believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish for an, uh, for an honeycomb, and of a honeycomb, excuse me, and he took it and did eat it. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all the things must be fulfilled which was written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witness of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with the power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them, and it came to pass. While that he blessed them, he parted from them and carried up to the heavens. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. So here in the first part of this that we start, where we started reading, Jesus was walking with these, these two that were they're on their way. And they were talking about the things concerning what had happened in Jerusalem the days previous. And they realized it wasn't Jesus because he had hid, hid knowledge of him from, from their sight. So he walked with them, but they didn't know who he was. And they said, you know, he's not there. And then Jesus said to them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to be entered into his glory? What do you think he was saying there? Do you not know 
that the scripture has to be fulfilled, that this had to happen. They were thinking that he was just a prophet. I mean, that's exactly what they said there in those, the, the verses previous. But what did Jesus say time and time again? He said, I'm what? I'm a son of man. He declared it later on. He asked his disciples, who, who do you say I am? What did they say? Son of man. Son of God, rather. So what? where was the disconnect there between those verses there and what we're reading right now? They let their flesh discourage them. They didn't have the faith that the Lord was going to be risen again and provide a better way for them. Let me ask you a question. How many of us do the same thing? We think on the promises the Lord has for us. Should we choose to be obedient and faithful? And then later on we go, was that the right thing? Is he really going to do what he says? No, he's going to do what he says he's going to do. But the condition there is us having faith in him. So again, we ask the question, where's our faith? Don't lose heart. That's the hardest part. of When we, when we face adversity, we face difficulty. The disciples experienced it when they were physically separated from Jesus' presence. And they knew who he was. The man ought to have said it physically, but they knew who he was. So consider that a warning of sorts. They were taught regarding the scriptures from a young age in Jewish custom. They were taught the prophets and that the Messiah would come. The Pharisees knew the scripture backwards and frontwards in the Old Testament account. They taught it in their schools. They taught it to their children in their homes. But yet they were so caught up in custom and rid of law that they lost sight of what the most important thing was, their faith. They were so esteemed in that that when they realized that this man had some power, that they were going to lose everything they'd ever fought for, they couldn't comprehend that they were losing something. They were in danger of losing their power, their physical manpower. But they realized they never really had the power to start with. It was God that gave it to them. And that just by being born into that heritage didn't give them the right to the kingdom of God. What gave them that right was faithful, obedient service. And believing in the the word of God. But yet we see the prophets and the priests that came before them, they were killed because they proclaimed the word of God to him and they didn't want to hear it. Wow. That, we're good enough. We're good enough like we are. How many of us say that? We are good enough as we are. Don't lie to yourself. You can come as you are, but you have to change. But he didn't he didn't reveal himself to him until after he broke the bread there. You notice that, right? He got close enough to him. And yet he reappeared later and told him, I am who I say I am. I, 
He says, I, uh, for a spirit hath not flesh and blood as ye see, as, as see me have. Hmm. So they had flesh and blood, and he looked like that, but he didn't have flesh and blood, did he? And they were still marveling. They were so, they couldn't understand it. He said, what did he say there? He says, and while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said to them, have ye here any meat? And he proved to them, he's like, I, I'm here. And then he tells them there, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. And then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. What a marvelous revealing there though for them. Then he goes on to tell them, hey, I'm... It was written, it must behoove Christ to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name of all those, uh, among all those nations being beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witness of these things. And then he tells them, hey, you're going to stay here for a while, but after you receive power from on high, you're going to go and you're going to do what I'm telling you to do. And then he was what? He left them and he was gone when they went on the way. And they yet went back to the temple and rejoiced. He made it clear to them what the directive was, didn't he? And then they were really excited. Brothers and sisters, may the veil of our understanding be lifted and us see what the scripture tells us to do. John chapter 5. John chapter 5 is where we'll go next. We'll start in verse 39 there. Thirty-nine of John chapter 5. It says, Search ye the scriptures, for in them ye have, or for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are which testify of me, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. And I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another, and seek not the honor of that cometh from God only? Do not think that I am accusing you to the Father, there is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? <coughs> through the mouths of, of the prophets before it was proclaimed, through Moses. He says, search the scripture. You think you have eternal life in them. It's not the word that provides eternal life. It's, it's Jesus. He says, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Why? Because they were so pent up that the law was what was going to save them. 
And Jesus said, no, that's not how it's going to happen. He goes on, I come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye shall receive. Wow, isn't that pretty, isn't that pretty bad there? That's a pretty stern rebuke. He says, how can ye believe which ye receive, uh, receive honor uh, one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? He says, you read the word, you think the word's going to save you, but it's not. He says, somebody else would come, you'd receive him, wouldn't you? You have honor amongst yourselves. But you don't know that God, God's the only one the honor comes from. He says, don't think that I accuse you to the Father. He wasn't accusing them. He had proof. The blood of the prophets were on their hands. John the Baptist. Those proclaiming that Jesus was coming. Whose hands was blood on? It was the Jews. The people whom Jesus was come openly proclaiming. But they had no faith to exercise that faith in him because they thought the law was going to save them. The physical law. But they lost sight of what God was trying to show them. He says, but if ye believe not his writings, he's talking about Moses there, how shall ye believe my words? Ouch. That word believe there, I'm going to give you a Greek word and I'm not going to pronounce it right, but y'all bear with me. It's pistuo, to have faith. To have faith in words, the words that you hear. So they, he says, for had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. Hmm. So yet they believed the law, but they didn't. They believed the law, but they didn't believe what Moses said that the Messiah was coming. They didn't see the signs that the Messiah was coming because they were so steeped in the law had to be carried out. Where is our faith? We have the Scripture, don't we? Do we truly believe what we're reading? Look at First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one and verse ten. It says of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Search what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us that they might minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Spirit sent from heaven which things the angels desire to look into. Wherefore, gird up your loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end of your grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect to persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass at the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from the vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, but the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man as the flower of grass, that grass withereth and flower thereof falleth off. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and is the word with which by the gospel is preached unto you. So again he says the same thing. Through the mouths of the prophets it was proclaimed. That they sought to know when, when the Christ would come. The prophets proclaimed it. And he tells them there, he says, Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us that they minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that preach the gospel unto you by the Holy Spirit sent down from heaven which the things the angels desire to look into. Well, I'll be darned. <laughs> it was not for them. They knew they weren't preaching for themselves. They were preaching what? But unto us. Then he tells them there the encouragement. He says, Gird up your loins of your mind. Be sober, hoping to the end of grace that you that it is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Be prepared. Because Jesus is going to reveal himself. He says, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust of your, uh, in your ignorance. But as he that hath called us uh, called you as holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be, holy, be ye holy, for I am holy. Holy, set apart. Exercising our faith that we read this account here and we know that it's for our good. And that the encouragement in here is this for us to exercise our faith. And that we not get caught up like those brethren there that were having such difficulty. That they were so esteemed in the word that they believed that was their salvation. But yet, we understand according to Scripture that Jesus was the only opportunity for salvation that we have. yet as he demonstrated in these previous passages, that it does require faith. 
And what is faith? Faith is an action. It is a continual action. It's not a one-time action. It stops. It's progressive. Just as the Scripture dictates that we walk with Him, walking, we, we're walking alongside Him in hopes of reaching a destination, right? What is that? The kingdom of God. Not Target or not Shells or not Bass Pro. Those things are good, but they're, they're not all, all sufficient like Christ is. Not our employers. They're gonna, that's going to be done away with. But have faith in walking with Christ. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 11. I just couldn't resist. Lord, Lord led me back over there. Couldn't resist it. I think the Lord knew when he wrote this it would be used a lot, so... Hebrews chapter 11. We'll only read about 10 verses there. We'll start in verse 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into the place which he should, after receiving, uh, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in the tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with which with with him the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang the, there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the skies sky and multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded to them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the, on the earth. For they that saw such things declared plainly that they seek a country. Truly, if there had been mind, uh, mindful of that country, from whence they came out, they might have had the opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received in him a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. What faith? It's interesting to me that Abraham had the faith to carry out these things. Yes, he did struggle in some points. With Sarah, we know when he was before, I think it was Abimelech, he said he was, she was a sister. And what did the Lord tell him? I mean, I, can I not protect you? I mean, in, in all essence, that's what, that's what he said there. And then it goes down and talking about Sarah. 
having judged faithful, that he was able to provide that which he had promised. Hmm. She judged him faithful. She knew that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. She just needed to trust in him. How more beautiful is that faith which we praise in our God who is able to provide all things. And yet when something happens, we marvel at what he does. I still get excited and and think about, marvel about how I moved 900 miles just to be here with you all. 900 miles. I never thought I'd leave Arkansas. When I was younger, they would say, this is the promised land because there were so many brethren there and I mean, you could throw a rock and hit a hit a building that we people we fellowship with just about, and I enjoyed it for thirty three years, minus a few where I was gone. But tells you don't get comfortable where you're at, because just as soon as you're comfortable, then you're going to have to move on, right? Many of you know that y'all have lived other places, and the Lord's moved you here. I think about Brother Patrick and I think about Brother Tony, Sister Jean, Joe. You know, I mean, everybody's lived other places. Arkansas, Florida, California, you know. Did y'all have faith that the Lord would move you here? Sounds like it. I mean, you got here, didn't you? You're like, what's the point, Brother Tyler? Where is our faith? Is it placed in the one true and living God and Christ that provides us with this opportunity to be in, in involved in serving God through Him? Or have we placed our faith in the things that are corruptible, the things that are not of value, the law which passed away, which which was fulfilled by Christ? By our employers, by the things that we live in our uh, outside this building? Or have we placed our faith in him who's able to do all things and who, through whom all things is possible? So when we leave and go into our lives out in the world, I pray that we would look and see where our faith is placed. Examine it. Examine the scripture. Pray about it. If you have any question of that, why? We have an opportunity, if we have placed, misplaced our faith, to, to make that correction. Why? Because our God is merciful and loving and kind. And He is faithful, for sure. That's all I have for you this morning.